Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. So glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and fattening up that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. And our main website's Clark.com. We have our deal site. It's called Clark Deals. And check them out. Coming up later in today's Clark Rageous Moment, Ponzi scheme was busted that stole three quarters of a billion dollars from people in not very much time. I'm going to tell you what they did and what you need to know to protect yourself when somebody offers you something that seems fantastic. And coming up yet later, there's a shift happening in the American workplace. And it's really important to you building long-term financial security. I want to make sure you know what the details are and how to protect your future earnings. So speaking of the future and the past, in the past, you may have heard me repeatedly talk about how teachers are getting cheated on their retirement plans. Teachers, a lot of nonprofit workers, lots of times hospital workers, are shunted into what is normally a very inferior retirement plan in the workplace known as a 403B plan. 403Bs are the teaching and nonprofit equivalent of a 401K, but aren't at all operated on an everyday basis like a 401K typically. So 401Ks have gotten more and more affordable with steadily lower costs for the consumer, the worker, putting money in the 401k. And this is a movement that very heavily has been led by Vanguard and Fidelity in lowering the cost of what you pay in fees over time to invest in a 401k. Teachers, on the other hand, are getting cheated over and over and over and over again. And I, and I probably sound like a broken record about this, but it's so distressing to me that we want to build well-educated kids and the teachers we rely on to do this and we say how much we love our teachers and we turn around and stab them in the back by having a system set up where teachers are cheated. Now, how are they cheated? So 403B plans, and again, this could happen to people at nonprofits or in hospitals, certain other places of employment, they are in a plan that often is sold by insurance company sales reps. And these insurance company sales reps are selling ultra-high-cost plans often wrapped in, I'm going to cuss here, in annuities. 
Now, I've told you over the years how devastating the additional costs are, but now I need to tell you about a Wall Street Journal investigation of how dirty the system is and horrendous kickbacks that are going on that teachers are paying for and are not normally disclosed to them. But it gets worse. An analysis they did shows how harmed you really are the typical expenses in a 401k versus the typical expenses in a 403b. So let's say somebody in a 401k is a good saver and they keep putting money in the 401k with their employer. Typical expense 401k. And they retire with 250000 An individual putting the same amount of money in every pay period in a typical 403b will have 155000 to spend in retirement versus the two fifty that the person working at a place with a 401k will have. And that's typical expense versus typical expense. How about somebody who saves a lot of money for retirement? You know, a lot of financial planners say 500000 is the magic number for you to get to to have comfort in retirement, depending on your lifestyle. Well, the private sector worker in the 401k will have 500, but what will the person have who is a teacher saving the same amount of money every pay period? 360,000. So you got the, I'm sorry, 310,000. So the private sector worker has half a million. The teacher has just over 300,000. Let's say you're a big time saver and you get to a million dollars in your 401k. A teacher doing the same kind of savings ends up with 620,000. All because of all the ripoff fees in these 403b plans. So the members of the U.S. House and Senate spend all their time behaving like partisan babies. How hard would it be to actually just do something that helped people and not just thank a teacher and take an apple to him or her or give him a gift at Christmas, but do something that would be an important thing. Stop the ripoff of teachers by insurance companies. Period. Nathaniel's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Nathaniel. Hi, Clark. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. The rumor that I'm trying to get a better grade in school is not true. <laughs> Long out of school. <laughs> How can I be of service to you today? Well, about 13 months ago, I got in a little bit over my head with credit card debt. But after trying a few different strategies, I do have it moving in the right direction every month now. That's I'm always great. Trying to figure out, I'm always trying to figure out you know, how to do it better. And I keep getting these offers from two of my credit card companies to consolidate for a fee and then get 0% for a fixed um, time period. Or I can have a 0% fee with a 5.99% interest rate for a fixed time period. And I'm just wondering, is there any gotchas I should be worrying about before doing something like this? So you use the word consolidation and consolidations are different than a balance transfer offer. And doing okay. a balance transfer offer, if you're on a trend line where things are working really well for you to extinguish this debt, doing balance transfer offers are great. So the math is just work you're going to have to do. 
So if you're offered in one case, typically a 4% upfront fee, but then 0% for what, 18 months? Yeah. Did I hit the number exactly? Yes. All right. You may have said exactly that, and I'm just repeating back what you said. And then the other case, no upfront fee and 5.9%. And the 5.9% is that also for 18 months? I believe so. I don't have it in front of me, but my memory... All right. So many times when they do the zero upfront fee and the 5.9, a lot of the offers I've seen are 5.9 for the duration of paying off the balance. So then the question comes, and you'll have to find that answer out. um, How long do you think it'll take you to pay off the debt that you accumulated that you've turned around or you're turning around? Well, if I do things exactly how I'm doing them now, it would take five years. Whoa. I haven't done the math to figure out how long it would take if I do the um, balance transfer. Okay, because a lot of the money you're paying every month is going to interest instead right. of to paying down the balance. So there is, a, there is a strategy a lot of people use, and that is go ahead and pay the 4% up front or... Uh, we have on our balance transfer guide, we continually update it. We will have specials from time to time that lenders put out where you pay no balance transfer fee and still receive 12 to 18 months of 0% interest. So watch that and see if we have anything that would help you on there. But okay, uh, but if you do the 4% and then you've got that 18 months of 0% interest, that many cases will save you money. So all you got to do is compute that versus if you're right, the 5.9 is 18 months only. Then you just got to see whichever would work out cheapest, but they'll probably be similar. But if the 5.9 is till the balance is paid off, then that's easy. You want to do that. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. And congratulations to you on being on a path of paying down. Do you have the app I've talked about before that's available, I think both on Android and iPhone, that allows you to calculate different scenarios with prepaying on a balance? It's called um, a FinCalculator.com. And there's an app you can download that's in the... I know it's in the Google Play Store. I just don't remember if they have one for iPhones, if you're an iPhone. Yeah, I don't have that yet, so I'll have to download that. All right. So it's just simply, let me repeat that, fincalculator.com. And if you go look at the apps, you'll find it. And that'll help you uh, do all the scenarios to see what happens with the both situations you're looking at increasing your balance essentially four percent but having zero interest for 18 months versus the other no upfront and the 5.9 you'll be able to figure out exactly which is cheaper in your circumstance bill is with us on the clark howard show hello bill well hi how's it going it's going well Bill, you want to ask about a product a lot of people only buy every 10 to 20 years. I, I guess that's part of the question is is how often is, is the right 
amount of time and do the new mail order with the foam without the springs need to be replaced more or less often? Is there something from going to the actual stores that is more reliable? Right, I should um, say we're it's, talking it's about buying like a mattress. A lot. We're talking about buying yes, a mattress. I'm sorry, That's yes, okay. looking for a mattress. Yeah, so the mattress business has been one of the industries that the internet has totally disrupted. And then this technology of compression of these mattresses has totally changed it. And so the mattress industry is going through complete tumult and change right now. But I am a big believer that you buy a mattress, whether you buy it online or you buy it at a store, you buy one that has an unconditional right to have it refunded, not exchanged, but money back in your pocket if you don't like it during the sample period, which is usually three months with the ones that are offering that. Is that a common guarantee to get? Yes. Now, because of all the new wave mattresses in the marketplace, getting 90 days or some of them now are saying 100 days, but having that time period to have multiple months to try one out and see whether or not you like it is really key. And Consumer Reports has done a thorough rating on the various style of mattresses, and they have some that are what are known as their best buys, which are both less expensive And also very highly rated. And uh, one of them is one I've never heard of that gets their Best Buy rating is one called the Bobopedic. Can you say that again? The Bobopedic. So not the Billopedic, the Bobopedic. Have not heard of that. Yeah, I mean, it's so obscure now. There are so many of these. What I would recommend is that you buy at ConsumerReports.org, buy the report. You can pay them, I don't know, is it like 3 or $4, I think? Or go to the library and read that report on mattresses and follow what they say. But don't buy any from anywhere that you don't have that unconditional right for the refund. Okay, that sounds like good advice. And the industry is, I mean, the number of sellers used to be basically there were three companies that had almost all the market share in the United States for mattresses. And we haven't gotten in the shakeout yet. Now there's well over 100 different companies selling mattresses. They're selling them online, in-store, or hybrids of that online and in-store. And it is really all in the consumer's favor what's happened. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia, identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks, and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Today's Clark Rageous moment is unreal. It's about a Ponzi scheme that stole three-quarters of a billion dollars from people, allegedly, because they've only been charged by federal prosecutors, in a fake 
cryptocurrency. This one was called BitClub Network, and it operated for almost six years and solicited money from people to go into what were supposed mining pools. But it was big money if you recruited other people into the BitClub Network. They talked about how this was the most transparent company in the history of the world, and it was too big to fail, according to prosecutors. Well, five men have been charged with running a scheme that they are quoted in documents as saying, built on the backs of idiots. What hideous people these people are. It'll be up to a court to decide if they're to be convicted. According to NBC News, there are all kinds of unbelievable things they said about the people who they were taking advantage of. And I think about how many of the cryptocurrencies that were big during the mania about that, I guess it was three years ago, that became the thing three years and two years ago, and how that money just evaporated because it became hot with con artists. Just because something becomes the end thing, be careful jumping on the bandwagon because you may be the one they're holding in utter contempt, stealing money from. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website. Clarkdeals.com is where you go to save money each and every day. So there's a major shift that I have felt was coming and have talked to you about, but now there's clear proof in new federal data that shows that the change in the nature of work is so extreme that you ignore it at your peril. You know, we meet each day before the show as a team with our digital team, our TV folks, off-air folks, radio and podcasts. We all meet together. And we talk about things going on, developments in the news, and also trends. And try to figure out what are the things that are most important to share with you. And one of our staffers comes from a family where people very much finish high school and go to work, typically in a factory. And college is not a normal path in her extended family. And college is not for everybody. But there's a trend that if you don't get a college degree is not your friend. So do you know that the latest data shows that nearly half of all factory workers have a college degree now? 
Uh, you don't have to go back far in time in American history, maybe one generation, where someone could just get a high school diploma, or maybe even not that, and get a job on an assembly line or in a factory or whatever, manufacturing. But the nature of manufacturing has changed so much. And manufacturing that people thought was done in the United States has roared back. By some measures, we're the world's most powerful manufacturer now. But the employment in manufacturing as its share of the economy is teensy tiny now. Because of advanced robotics and computers, more and more of the work in factory is done by machines than by humans. And the work that the humans do requires levels of education no one ever could have imagined. So we're in a time where more and more of the jobs that are going to have good paychecks are going to require thoughtful, strategic levels of education and not necessarily college. I want to make that clear. This isn't about go get a college degree. This is about making sure you're prepared today, tomorrow, next year, and on. I talk about this thing of lifetime training and education. That the idea that you're done between 18 and 24 and that's the last time you'll ever be in a classroom doesn't work anymore because of the pace of technological change and you can't put that back in a bottle. So we have to be prepared for the nature of work to steadily morph. And if you sit still, you're falling behind. So knowing that and understanding that that you'll be left with economic crumbs in most cases if you don't stay on an education and training cycle through your working lifetime, I mean, you don't want to fall behind. Well, some people are happy with the work they have. They love doing it. And the size of the paycheck is not that central. For other people, that does matter. And if you're one of those people, having continuing training and education is going to be key to that career mobility for you. And we also have a big role to play with state colleges and technical colleges being in concert with what employers are looking for in the workplace, anticipating where the jobs are going to be, not necessarily where they are right this minute, and making sure that people are getting the skills they need at affordable places of education, state-supported technical colleges and universities, so that people can get those jobs. And by the way, on the thing of not having a four-year degree, one of the most read articles that we put out in the last year on Clark.com was about jobs that did not require a four-year college degree, many of which required a two-year college degree, an associate's degree. People were very interested in that in ways you could take half a loaf of education and still have great career mobility. Debbie's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Clark. 
Debbie, you got some sons that are doing a really great thing in their 20s. They have Roth IRAs. They do, yes. And they're age 27 and 26. How did you inspire them to be into saving for the future in their 20s? Because you know that's unusual. Uh, I had to keep pounding them over and over again, and I still have to keep pounding them. So sometimes being a nag is really a good thing with a great result. Yes, hopefully. Well, how can I be of help? Because it sounds like you've already done the lion's share of the important work here. Well, I feel like I may have messed it up, though. Um, When we were doing it, (laughs) I wasn't, you know, as knowledgeable about Roth IRAs, so I had researched some. And kind of out of convenience, we went with our bank to get their Roth IRAs. And and now I'm wondering if perhaps we should have gone with another company and with the thoughts of getting better returns on it. Yeah, so I mean, we a, just, yeah. A, bank, a bank Roth or a bank IRA is really going to be trashy for returns all through the decades because the banks okay. culturally are not adequately equipped to offer these as good long-term investment products. Banks are very fee-oriented, and they tend not to be, uh, they tend to virtually never offer the really good low-cost investment choices. So So would it make sense for them to, for us to work on having them roll, you know, change that to a different company? A hundred percent. And all they have to do is they can, tell the bank that they're taking, they need to liquidate their Roth IRA. Okay. The bank will issue a check for all the money in the account for each of them, and then they should just go, and you need to do so quickly because you have, from the date on that check, uh, you've got to, within basically 59 days or less, you have to get the money redeposited with a new provider of a Roth IRA. And I've got three extremely attractive, low-cost choices that each do business a little differently, okay. but are all great. And two of them have actual physical offices that your sons can go into and open a new Roth IRA with them, and that's Fidelity and uh, Charles Schwab that Fidelity. both have retail offices. Okay. And then the third choice is when you do business with online or over the phone, that's Vanguard. Vanguard. And is that one just as good? And No, Vanguard is actually, in my opinion, the best. But okay. I shouldn't have really said that because I call all three of them my favorite children. Okay. Because right. so depending on the one. circumstances, yeah. they're all great. Just over time, it's likely to be the lowest cost for them having their money at Vanguard. There's no commissions on what they do with any of the three where a bank Roth IRA, you're usually paying pretty heavy commissions to be invested there. And we have to actually liquidate it. Like We can't just do online and have it transferred from one to another. You can have it transferred from one place to another. You can do that as well. So if you decide, uh, let's say uh, your boys decide... They're going to go into a, a Schwab office or a Fidelity office, so they're going to do it with Vanguard. They'll have them fill out forms opening what's known as a shell account, you know, an account okay. that exists but with no money in it. Right. And then they'll uh, take in a statement 
from the bank and then they'll sign a transfer document and then the discounter will handle moving the money from the high cost bank to the low cost discounter. Awesome. Now here's another thing we may have messed up. <laughs> oh, why are you saying all this bad <laughs> stuff when you're doing great oh, things? Oh, thank you for the encouragement because I've been beating myself up all day about it. So, you know, and I'm like, oh, no, we thought we were doing everything right. And I'm glad we're reevaluating, but it frustrates me if we didn't. But thank you for that encouragement. That helps. I appreciate sure. it. What's the other um, thing? I'm well, waiting for the other is. shoe to drop. <laughs> I know. Well, I thought, you know, when they signed up for it that, and I kind of vaguely remember thinking, you know, you would have picked, you know, whether you're doing kind of a moderate thing as far as with, you know, where you're putting your money into investments. But it seems like they have all the money just in cash. Is that possible that that could have happened? Oh, with a they, bank? Uh, the yeah. odds are overwhelming that Is the that bank right? would be paying them one one hundredth of one percent on their money and yeah. taking advantage of them. Yeah, it's like 0.3%. Yeah, this know? is one of oh, the yeah. giant, you have the money at one of the giant monster mega banks. Yes. And this is yes. what they do. So that's why you want that uh, money out of there. So yeah, again, out of there. do not pick on yourself. You got 20-somethings interested in living on less than what they make, and that is a lifetime habit is what really matters. They have money there. That's a result of it. And now that money's going to work for them instead of working for the bank. So You're feel so good awesome. about this. Well, that is good. And I know especially one's kind of struggling for money right now. Um, oh, then definitely but, do the transfer. Don't even mention okay. to him he can ask for a check. Because okay, then the money yeah, may vanish before it ever gets into. And making him stick with it, right, regardless. Because right. You know, you have to. It's important. Yes. Exactly. I told him I would ask you that exactly of saying no matter how hard times get, you got to just keep saving for and, you know, making do and, you know, making it work somehow. And if money's really tight, maybe he takes a a partial vacation from putting money into a Roth IRA. But the money he's put in, unless he's at financial Armageddon, he needs to leave that alone. Brian's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Brian. Hey, Clark. Thank you. Thanks for all the great advice. Certainly. Brian, you've got a difficult thing you want to run by me. Tell me. Yeah, I've owned a condo for the past 15 years in just a major, you know, booming city in a high rise. And I got married two years ago and we needed a bigger space. So we bought a bigger condo, two bedroom you know, in the same building that we're very happy with, you know, for a long time. But I'm kind of stuck with this, you know, one-bedroom condo. I can't rent it out yet because the Homeowners Association only allows a certain amount of rentals. And so I'm on a waiting list, which I'm kind of guessing could be two years. And so I kind of have just a really expensive storage unit right now as a condo how are condos how are condos selling in your building um they sell there's a lot for sale okay um so i kind of know you know if i tried to list it i I wouldn't be able to you know compete too much i'd have to go with just what the going prices are well but i would dual track this because you're in a bind if the if they have the rule that uh, that there's a strict quota, and you know why your condo's doing the strict quota, don't you? 
Yeah, something about an insurance or keeping the building. It's for uh, it's for being able to get um, good loans for people buying in there. So the okay. the big lenders only allow a threshold percent that's usually somewhere around twenty percent of units to be rented. The rest need to be owner occupied in order to be able to get at market interest rates on loans. So that's why okay. you're quoted till somebody else comes off the list, then you can go on and start renting. So I would go ahead and put your unit for sale because that's really the only viable option you have if you've got a two-year window in front of you. And if it doesn't sell at a price you're comfortable with in that period, then you go ahead and hopefully you'll hit that point where you can rent it out. Now, can I suggest something yeah, else to you? Yeah, one more kicker. Yeah? Um, you know, there's like right out my window, there's a huge construction site that they're going to be building just this megaplex of office, hotel, apartments, retail. So right now, the, the view of the construction site, I, I was almost wondering if I just tough it out for two years, let this get built, then it might be a, a much more attractive I'm going to have to let you make a call on that. And one thing I would do that I was starting to suggest is try the iBuyers. See if any of the iBuyers will offer you a price that gives you that certainty that you're like, yep, I'll go ahead and sell it. I'll, I'll go to one unit in this building instead of two. Are you familiar with the iBuyers like uh, Zillow in many markets and uh, Open yeah. Door, OfferPad, Knock? Yeah, I've been curious about those. Yeah, give them a try. I mean, you're under no obligation, but they'll tell you what they'll obligate themselves to. If they're interested, some of them won't buy condos. Uh, some may make an offer to you that's too low for you to consider. But try the iBuyers and see if you can uh, get enough of a price that's like, hey, let it be them that has to figure this out. I'm out. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you get to hear producer Joel Ask a question that you've posted at Clark.com slash ask. Who asked you a question, Joel? Clark, this one's from Linda. She wants to know, why is it better to buy a smart TV, the Roku version, than other versions of smart TVs? That is a great question, and that's only an opinion of mine, not necessarily fact. I find that the Roku system is easier to use than the ones that the manufacturers put in their own TVs, like uh, the one Vizio does, or the one Samsung does, or any of the major TV manufacturers, that Roku is, has simplified it so much and made it so easy for you to have programming. Plus, Roku offers a lot of free programming that you only get if you have a Roku TV or a Roku device added to your TV. So it's what's known as network effect, where... A company builds so much strength in its product and service and the ease of use that they become dominant in the market. And at least for now, in my opinion, that's what Roku is. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.